Grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God upon which we base our message. On this, the third Sunday after Pentecost, is the gospel for today. You heard it read before from Matthew chapter 10. I recall just these words. Brother will hand over brother to death. A father will hand over his child. Children will rebel against their parents and kill them. So when they persecute you in one city, flee to another. Don't be afraid of them. Fear not. Nothing has been covered that will not be exposed. Whatever is secret will be made known. Don't be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Instead, fear the one who can destroy both body and soul in hell. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, my beloved. Believe it or not, you have been vested by God himself with the very same status as the prophets, the angels, and the apostles. When you became a child of God, at that very moment, you were commissioned as a prophet. Prophets in the uh, Bible not only foretold the future, but their main responsibility was to preach God's word for him to the people. The word angel means messenger. At the time of God's choosing, many times he would send angels with his message. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. He is not here. He has risen. And so you might say you are a human angel, a messenger of God. And the apostles were men who were sent out by Jesus himself sent out to bring the message of forgiveness to others. So just think of the company that you keep. Prophets, that's what you are. Angels, that's what you are. Apostles, that's what you are. As messengers of Christ, we are supposed to act like heralds in the Bible days. Now what heralds were, were they were servants of the king. You might say they were the Old Testament or Bible day public relations men. And it was their responsibility to always be about 10 or 15 miles ahead of the king to announce that the king was coming. Of course, these were the days before cell phones and even walkie-talkies. And it was the responsibility of the herald to say, the king is coming, the king is coming, prepare the way for the king. You see, that's what you and I are to be busy doing, telling others to prepare the way for the second coming of King Jesus. And of course, you know that the only way to be prepared, believe on the Son, and you will have eternal life. When Jesus commissioned his first disciples, he spoke those familiar words, I think familiar to all of us. 
Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Notice what Jesus told his disciples, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. He didn't say, I want you to teach some of the things that I commanded you. He didn't say, I want you to teach a few of the things that I commanded you. He didn't say, I want you to teach only things that you want to teach. He said everything. Teach the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. We are to proclaim the whole counsel of God's word. And so we have to ask ourselves this evening, why did God give us his word? He gave us his word to reveal himself to us so that he wouldn't remain a stranger because a lot of times people are afraid of strangers. When God gave us his holy word, he took his mask off and he revealed himself to us as father, savior, brother, comforter, redeemer, prince of peace. God also gave us his word to give us instructions as to how exactly to thank him for everything that he's done for us. If you love me, keep my commandments. God gives us his directions and his holy word for our lives to keep us safe and to give us opportunities to tell him how much we love him for everything he's done for us. Now the words before us in, in Matthew chapter 10 were spoken by Jesus to his disciples when he was sending them out on a first missionary journey. He told them to go spread the message. But he also told them be prepared for rejection that many of them would receive as they were proclaiming the message. God's message is not received favorably by much of the world. And so Jesus reminds us to get ready to be treated less than warmly by many of those who hear our message. So this evening what I'd like to do is to enumerate only some parts of the total message that we're supposed to re, uh, proclaim. And by many in the world, those things that we proclaim are deemed to be polit politically incorrect, narrow-minded, naive, just downright wrong, or even evil. But nevertheless, they are all parts of God's message. Now, I don't want to spend uh, this evening a whole lot of time doing proof passages for all these parts of Holy Scripture which are so objectionable to the world. We could spend probably an hour on each one of them. But I just want to explain a few parts of Holy Scripture that when we proclaim them to, to the world, we are not always popular. So here we go. Not necessarily in any particular order. There is a real place called heaven. There is a real place 
called hell, both creations by God. Believers in Jesus Christ will go to heaven. Unbelievers will go to hell to suffer eternal punishment for their rejection of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The devil is a real person. He's a fallen angel who tempts us to sin. He wants, us to have, he wants to have us for himself in unbelief so that he can have us for hell. The Bible is not just another book. The Bible is God's word from cover to cover. It's the only source of absolute truth in the whole world. The Bible does not just contain some truths. The Bible is the truth. There is only one way to eternal life in heaven, and that's through faith in Jesus Christ. Punished on Calvary's cross, raised from the dead on the third day, very God of very God. All those holding to religions that reject Jesus Christ as God's own Son will be lost in hell forever. And we need to get that message out to them before it's too late. There is no such thing as macroevolution. The world is not millions and billions of years old, something that came about by a big bang. You are not the product of some primordial slime. God created the whole world in six solar days. The objective, of course, of evolution is to get to rid yourself of God because then morality becomes a very subjective thing and you get to make up the rules as you go on as you, as you want to do them. Today a lot of people are talking about many different genders. But let me tell you, in Holy Scripture, God only talks about two sexes. In the beginning, he made them male and female. There is only one definition for marriage. And that is the lifelong union of one man and one woman who commit themselves to each other as Christ does to the church and the church does to Christ. Polygamy lies outside the definition of marriage. Scripture says, For this reason the man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure. All abortion, except for the extreme case where the mother's life is in danger, all abortion is murder. A human being is a human at conception. King David says, surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Euthanasia is murder. God determines the end of our life, not man. Now I use that previous laundry list because those are all parts of Holy Scripture which are considered off-limits to talk about today. But nonetheless, they are God's Word and they are God's will. And the message that we proclaim is not our message, it's God's message. We are only the messengers. We do not determine on our own what we want to talk about. We have to deliver the whole message. 
And Jesus told his disciples, and he tells us today, that we have to prepare ourselves for rejection by the world when we proclaim the whole truth. Messengers of Christ, at various times and in various ways, because of their message, will be opposed by the government, other religions, other religious groups, and even by family members. Jesus said, on my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry. Be on your guard against men. They will hand you over to local councils and flog you in their synagogues. And brother will betray brother to death and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. And I do have to tell you this evening, there are countries where if I preach this very ser sermon, I could be imprisoned or put to death. And also be it said this evening that there are absolutely no guarantees that the same thing can't or won't happen in our own country. Other religions will laugh at us and they will hate us and some families will be divided because some of the members believe in Jesus Christ and some do not. So Jesus told his disciples, government, other religions, and even family members will deliver threats, physical harm, public ridicule, and rejection. But thanks be to God, this evening also in these words, Jesus provides for us a triple. And I'm not talking about baseball. Three times in his instructions he says, don't be afraid. First of all, don't be afraid. He says, because there's nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. All of the messages from Holy Scripture that we proclaim to people around us will be revealed as being the truth. First of all, by some people, it will be accepted as the truth. And secondly, when Jesus returns from heaven, all will know and see the truth and we will stand side by side with Jesus as our final vindication that we were faithful to the truth to the very end. Secondly, Jesus said, don't fear those people who are able to kill the body but not the soul. Rather, you fear the one who's able to kill both body and soul in hell. So don't fear anybody if they uh, uh, hate you so much that they kill you, because if they do, you're going to die and go to heaven. Rather, fear and respect the one who controls eternal death, and that's God. And he's to be respected more than any earthly figure who may harm us. And then Jesus says also, don't be afraid, because I'm always going to take care of you. Jesus watch, says he, that he watches over even the most seemingly insignificant in our, things in our lives like sparrows or like the hairs on your head. And when you take a look at it, it's not that Jesus just knows how many hairs are on your head. He has each one of them numbered. Number 52 from number 1056. And if he watches all the, over the, all those little things, he most certainly is going to take care of you, his child. And so there you have it. You are God's messengers, holding the very same status as the prophets 
and the angels and the apostles. Proclaim the message, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And every day follow our Lord's commission. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And God grant it for Jesus' sake. Amen.